If you came with your Bible, Bible the Open your Bible to the book of John. And woman. Chapter number twenty. Verses 19 to 23, as you rise to your feet. We honor the word of God by rising. So please be on your feet. What you honor, you receive. That is a spiritual principle that Christians must understand. What you honor and accept, you receive. I'm reading from the 19th verse. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are, for, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. You are not a person who is not a person who is not a person who is Na you da fo hunhu nti watoto apono mu faako a asuafo no ehia ho no Yesu ba be gina won infrinfin na ose won se asomodwe nkamo na okaasa na okaasa no ode ninsa ne nimfim mu echire won na asuafo no hunu ewrade no won enigi na Yesu se won bio se asomodwe nkamo Sadi ejano asumamino menso masumamu na okasa anu ohume egu wonso na ose wonse monye hohom konkron won a mode won boni beche wonu wode beche wom na won a mumama won boni atena wo atena hono wamanu atena ho amen so we pray amen Father, we thank you for your word. The entrance of your word brings light. Yes, Lord. May you speak to us through your word. Jesus' name. And may the power in your word accomplish its purpose in us today. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Shall we please be seated in the presence of God? This afternoon, and we are I want to speak to you on the theme provisions of the risen Christ. The provisions of the risen Christ. As we have been saying, Jesus did not rise today. He rose over 2,000 years ago. But his power is still the same. And so we remember this great work that he has done for us. After his death and burial, the Bible says that on the first day of the week, Early in the morning, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. Mary Magdalene, and when she went to the tomb, she saw that 
the rock rolled away. And he she quickly ran to Peter and to John and told them that the rock has been rolled away. She did not enter the tomb. And so Peter and John came running to the tomb. When they got to the tomb, Peter entered the tomb. And when he entered the tomb, he saw the cloth that was used to cover the body of Jesus there. And the linen that was that was used to cover his face had been folded and placed there. But there was no one in the tomb. And so Peter and John left. But Mary Magdalene stayed on. Peter and John left. But Mary Magdalene stayed on. Easter Sunday should be celebration for women. When men could not have the faith of waiting. Women waited. Women have the spirit of waiting. May the Lord bless all women. Amen. Don't be jealous. It's, it's Peter and John who created it. <laughs> Your old brothers. They did it. And listen. Whilst Mary was there weeping, she saw two angels in the tomb. And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord. Whilst she was talking, she turned and she saw a man standing by. But Mary thought she was a gardener. And she said, please, if you have taken his body, give the body to me. The woman, the woman had gone Amen. If you have taken the body, give it to me so that I can dress it. And the one standing there mentioned the name of Mary. Then all of a sudden, it skills that came out of the eyes of Mary. And Mary so Jesus. Peter and John did not see Jesus. But Mary saw Jesus. May women see Jesus in their lives. And may men have the courage of waiting upon Jesus. Don't worry, I'm also a man. So it's what I say to one, I say to all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And so Mary Magdalene. See, Mary Magdalene. Having recognized Jesus. Jesus said, Do not touch me. I am yet to go to my father and show my body to him. But go and tell the disciples that you have seen me. I am risen. The first the risen Lord was Mary. I tell you, Mary was very appreciative of what God did in her life through the, the Son, Jesus. Mary was very appreciative of what God did in her life through the Son, Jesus. 
Her life was wretched. She was full of demons. But the very day that Jesus rescued her, she never turned her back, even unto death. May women never turn their back on God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm speaking on the theme, Provisions of the Risen Christ. And so Mary Magdalene went and announced, I have seen the Lord. Mary Magdalene I have seen the Lord. And so something was going on in the minds of the disciples. In the 19th verse to the 23rd verse. That is, that is the center of my message. The Bible says, the disciples that evening when Mary had seen the Lord in the morning, that evening they were all locked up in one place. They closed all the doors because of fear. On the evening of, the, of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. The disciples were locked up in their room. After all, their leader had been arrested and crucified. So, what was their fate? Who was next? Their hopes seemed to be shattered. They were filled with fear. To the extent that they were in the room and yet they locked the room. This is a very interesting scene. And so, in, on the, in verse 19... I am looking at the manifestation of the risen Christ. I want us to look at the condition that prevailed in that verse. Three things prevailed. The doors were locked. The disciples were full of fear. And in the midst of that fear stood Jesus among them. The disciples were frightened. And in the midst of their fright Jesus came to stand in the middle. The Bible says among them. Other translation says in the midst of them. Some says in the middle of them. And these three manifestations tell us what Christ provides for the church through his resurrection. The first thing that we see is that the doors were locked. Jesus did not knock. He did not have a key. And yet he entered. He opened the door without a key. The Bible says he was simply there. And yet he was not a ghost. Why do I say he was not a ghost? He, he showed his palm and his body to them. He was not a ghost. 
In spite of the closed door, he was there. This tells us that Jesus can go today to every part of our life where nobody can go. Any situation of our life in our lives that is a no-go area, Jesus can enter. He can enter where doctors cannot enter. No matter the depth of one situation, Jesus is able to be there. Why? Because his resurrection gave him that figure, that enablement, that power to be able to enter every closet and every secret place of mankind. No one else can do this in this universe. There is no one else like him. Why? Because he died and rose again. He is alive forevermore. And because he is alive forevermore, there is nothing about your life that is hidden from him. And there is nothing about your life that he cannot enter to address. There is no limitation to the risen Christ. And so it gives us the assurance. It gives the believer the confidence. That that which you even fear to discuss with someone, Jesus is able to come and to address it. No door is close to him. No door is close to him. No door can be close to him. Therefore, if you close it, he will open. The Bible says, he holds the key of David. What he opens, no man can close. And what he closes, no man can open. Which means that he does not need a passport and a visa to enter any part of the world and to address any problem in any part of the world. This reveals how complex our God is. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, number two, disciples have closed the door out of fear. Out of fear. And so when he came in the midst of them, the first word that he said was, peace be with you. Sometimes as we live our lives, we are filled with fear. We don't know what will happen the next day. We don't know what will happen to our business. We don't know what will happen to our marriage. We don't know what will happen to our finances. We don't know what will happen to our children. We live in constant fear. But the fact that Jesus entered a fearful disciple and calmed them. My prayer for you is that no matter what you are entertaining fear in your life, may the Lord visit you and calm you and remove every fear from your life. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Jesus said to the disciples invariably, in the midst of your fear, I have come to calm your fear. The resurrection of Jesus reminds us that believers are recipients of the peace of God such that any fear cannot cripple us. Satan's greatest weapon against believers is fear. When fear grips you, you don't think right. When fear grips you, you forget that you have even knowledge of something. When fear grips you, you begin to see things that do not even exist. For fear can cause you to, to create an imagination of a situation and then cause you to crumple without moving forward. If you read the Bible, the word that appears many in the Bible is the word fear. Hallelujah. Amen. And so when we are crying out of fear, be reminded that Jesus has overcome fear. The resurrection has given you, given you weapons to overcome fear. In Isaiah 41 verse 10, the Bible says, Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, I am your God. I will help you. May the Lord help you out of any fear. Fear of a collapsing business. Fear of a collapsing marriage. Fear of a collapsing health. May the Lord remove that fear from your life. Because Jesus is risen. Jesus is risen. The resurrection is the antidote for any fear in human life. He will do it for you. He will do it for you. Hallelujah. Amen. In the same verse 19, the Bible says he come to stand in the midst of them. He came right in the center of their meeting. A meeting of fear, a meeting of hopelessness, a meeting of uh, aimlessness. He was not playing hide and seek with them. He did not peep through the window and say, Hello, I am alive. He did not knock. He just entered and stood in their midst for them to know that he is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. In the midst of our fear, Jesus is alive. And he will be in the center of our chaos. Hallelujah. Amen. He is a friend so nearer than the greatest friend that we have. May the Lord be so close to you. May the Lord draw so close to you. If you will recognize that he is the risen Lord. In one of our Bible studies, someone asked a question. That Jesus 
Will we go to heaven with the, uh, with our bodies, physical bodies? When or what? When Bible the but listen, the body that came in their midst was the same body that they knew, but a different body. Before his death and resurrection, Jesus will have to pass through a door before entering the room. But after his resurrection, he had a unique body that enables him to be where he wants to be at any time that he wants. It was a glorified body. And the Bible says when we will see him, we will be like him. In future, we will also get that glorified body. A body that knows geographic, no geographical boundary. The moment you think of London, your body is in London. How many people have been in London or America whilst on their bed? Hello? Hello? Do I have a witness here? You dreamt that you were in America. But when you woke up, you were still on your bed. Because your body is not glorified yet. But when your body is glorified, like that of the Lord, you will be limitless. And so resurrection gives us hope. That we will be like him. Resurrection gives us hope. That in the midst of our trouble, Jesus will be in the center of the trouble. He will not leave us alone. He will not forsake us. He will not ignore us. There are friends when you have money. When you have money, you have friends. True or false? Those days in the world, when you can buy for people to drink, everywhere you go, they will be giving you hands and giving you names. You have friends. But the very moment the money leaves your hand, the very people you bought for them to drink, what am I driving at? I'm saying that the friendship of a human being cannot be depended on. It is only a good friend who will stay by a person when the person is in trouble. And Jesus will stand by you in times of your trouble. Don't forget him. Don't ignore him. Because he is there for you. Jesus came and stood among them. And when he came and stood among them, he gave them an assurance of peace. And that peace dissipated the fear. Peace be with you. The peace that Jesus gives. No man can give. The peace that Jesus gives is the peace that empowers. The peace that Jesus gives is the peace that enables us to accomplish. The peace I live with you. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Bible says that, and when he has said this, he showed them his power. And then, he said again, peace be with you. Peace is very, very important. Where there is no peace, there is chaos. Where there is no peace, there is fear. Where there is no peace, there is uncertainty. Where there is no peace, there is no vision. And so Jesus said, peace be with you. This afternoon the Lord has sent me to speak into your life that the peace of God be with you no matter the challenges you are going through may the peace of God be with you may the peace of God rest upon you may the peace of God enfold you hallelujah hallelujah amen let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 Verses 14 through 18. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressing ordinances that we might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace by and, and might reconcile us both to God in one body and the killing the hostility. Now, on any end, as soon as we are being no back, now we are of us, you are a child, you are in term, no, are any time, no. If we say, or then a home home, a ye in mra ah, and num and some, I would do ah a war, a sedia muno a ho, na or the one benu, nina a bum, unimpa fufro, bacon, onora nimu, aye asumjia, na wafa, na wafa, a senia, no so, a pata, a car benu no, a bum, yankupon, a Nipedia bakumu efrisen ode asenua no ekum nitan no na oba beka asomdue ho asempa echiemu a muwo echire no a muwo echire ne won a woben efrisen ne so ena yembe nu nyina nam akwan huhum bakumu ko eja no enchen hallelujah amen the resurrection has brought us peace. The resurrection has given us a new, have made us a new person. And so we have become new creation. People who have peace with God. If you have peace with God, then you are a child of God. If you have peace with Christ, then Christ sees you as a brother and as a friend. Because of the death and resurrection, we have peace with one another. There is no dividing wall. There is no Jew. There is no Gentile. There is no male. There is no female. Hallelujah. Amen. The resurrection of Jesus has unified us. And so we have peace with God. Peace with one another. And peace with Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. May this peace abide in the church of Christ. May this peace be settled in the body of Christ. The resurrection has given us peace with our souls. 
Our conscience have been cleared. We are not tormented by our past. Because when we came to Christ, his blood washed us clean. And by his resurrection, he gave us a new creation. Purge our conscience. Clear our minds. So that now we can think things that concerns God. And so we have peace. 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 Perfect peace. In this dark world of sin, when the world is trying to gain peace, when the United Nations is working hard to maintain peace, there is still confusion around the world. There is still chaos the world. Money cannot buy you peace. Money cannot buy you peace. But when Jesus rose again from the dead, he said to many who believed in him, my peace I give to you. Lord of the peace from my father. May there be peace in your family. May there be peace in your marriage. May there be peace in your business. May there be peace in your body. May there be peace with your relation. Peace, peace, peace. Resurrection has given us hope of peace. Hallelujah. Amen. If Jesus had not died, there will be no hope for mankind. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because of his death and resurrection, the power of the enemy over your life is broken. The power of sin is broken. And so you have peace. For the believer, whether you have money in your pocket or not, you should walk in peace. You don't have to walk in pieces. You should not walk in pieces. You walk in peace. Because Jesus has given you peace. This is a gift freely given. Receive the peace of God. Receive the peace of God. Receive the peace of God. If you are here and you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you cannot experience this peace I'm talking about. It is the peace of God that enabled Paul to say what can separate us from the love of God. Is it hunger? Is it poverty? Is it nakedness? Yet in the midst of all these things, the believer must have his peace. Listen. If you are a Christian, you are, you are a wonderful person. The only thing is that we are not appropriating what the, the, the risen Lord has done for us. You are wonderful. What will crush an unbeliever must not crush a believer. Because the spirit of God in you whispers peace all the time. Peace all the time. People will see you always laughing. People will see you always smiling. People will see you, your face bright. And they will think this man has no problem. This woman has no problem. But the difference is that in the midst of the problem, the Spirit of God whispers peace upon us. The Spirit of God says peace. Resurrection has given the children of God peace. 
So tell your friend, do not worry. Do not worry. Jesus is there for you. Yes, He will not leave you. He will not leave you. He will not leave you. Don't think too much. Listen, if you have nothing but peace, if you have nothing but peace, you can live long to see all your dreams fulfilled. But you have everything, if you have everything without peace, you cannot live long. Peace. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, this is the time. As we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And as we look at the benefits of his resurrection. Providing peace unto the body of Christ. The unbeliever cannot experience that peace unless he allows God to come into his life through Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The second thing that I want to talk about is the provisions made to the believer. The Bible says when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. They were glad. They thought that Jesus was going to be with them forever now that he is risen. But Jesus said, Peace be with you again. But I want to jump to the 22nd verse. Then I will come back. He gave them peace. Number two, he gave them the Holy Spirit. He said, receive. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, let me clarify this issue. Sometimes we might think that there is a contradiction between Acts and this text. At another, at, a, at another time, where Jesus was alive, he also breathed on them and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. That is what we call in insufflation. He breathed on them. Now, this breathing is like accepting the Lord as your Savior, Jesus coming into you. And then a time comes that the Spirit manifests himself in the area of being filled again, speaking in tongues and the gifts of God. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the power. Resurrection Day provided power for the disciples. He provided power. Christianity is a religion of power. It's a faith of power. Because we have been given power. Power is not concerned for a few. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. Every believer has a measure of grace upon him. You have a measure of power. 
The power in you will only grow when you use power. There is a law called the law of atrophy. That law says that if you refuse to use your arm for a very long time, your arm can be dead and cannot be used. If you are a good footballer, like Brother Achu here, for a long time he has ceased playing active soccer. When you ask him to play today, he will play as if he does not know how to kick a ball. Because the law of atrophy has set in. If God has given you a gift, if God has given you a talent, and you refuse to use it, that talent will become latent. It will look as if it is dead. When you want to use it, in a moment of time, it will not be as when you used to. What am I saying? The more we use the power that God has given us in our prayer and in our walk, the greater the power of God becomes upon our lives. Jesus did not leave us weak. The resurrection provided power. The resurrection provided power. Yes. He gave us power. Turn to the next person and tell him, I am a woman of power. I am a man of power. Hallelujah. Amen. We have been called to walk in power. The songwriter says, I know who I am. I'm walking in miracle. I'm walking in power. I live a life of favor. Because I know the resurrection power has been released into my life. Don't walk as a cripple in the spirit. Don't walk as a weak person. Demonstrate the power of the God in your life. The resurrection power is released upon you. The devil should be no match for you. Witches and wizards should be no match for you. Occultic power should be no match for you. Because you have power. You have power. You have power. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two. Jesus gave them the spirit. Because of the purpose he had for them. He said, as the father has sent me, even so I am sending you. You heard the, the, the prophecy. He is sending us. How many are willing to go? When power is not used, it becomes latent. When power is not used, it becomes useless. When the power in you is used, obeying the call of the Father upon your life, Jesus said, 
As the Father has sent me, he was sending the disciples. Even so, even so, I am sending you. I want to restrain myself from doing an exposition on that, that short text. Because it is loaded. That, that text is loaded. As the Father has sent me, how did the Father send the Son? Go and research. It is in the same way that he was sending the disciples. Is it a wonder that the disciples died the way Jesus died? Sacrificing their lives. It has gotten to our time. It has gotten to our time. Jesus is saying... Even so, I am sending you. The question is, will you go? It is not the preacher who is sending you. It is Jesus who is sending you. That is why he gave you the power. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, number three, when you forgive, it will be forgiven. When you restrain, it will be restrained. What does it mean? Does it cover us today? Do we have the power to say that I have forgiven you? The meaning of this passage, this text, is basically that. The fact that I am sending you you are not going with your word. I have put my word in your mouth. And I'm asking you to go give it to the world. When you give it to the world, the world receives it. I will also forgive them their sins. If the world rejects it, I will not forgive them of their sins. And so the only condition is that if we do not go, there will be no means of judging the unrighteous. You have peace. You have power and you have purpose. Will you use it? Will you use it? Will you use it? May the Lord help us. May the Lord strengthen us. May the Lord encourage us. That resurrection power will be manifested in our lives. Resurrection peace will be seen in our lives. Resurrection breakthrough will be seen in our lives. Such that fear cannot cripple us. Such that fear cannot cripple us. The peace of God will rest upon us. Shall we be on our feet?